This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 3rd. Brought to you by Rabo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Flooding still impacting farmers. The card check going digital. Equity panels, new tack on USDA committees, and House Ag eyes land hearing. Central Coast farmers still underwater. Some agricultural fields in Santa Barbara County remain under eight feet of water with nowhere to drain it. The county's emergency managed director, Kelly Hubbard, shared this and other flood impacts during a joint assembly hearing this week on the storm response. I have a private road that's now a 16-foot waterfall, said Hubbard, in describing one agricultural operation. She noted challenges in alerting farm worker populations during emergencies, especially for those who speak mixed tech, which is an unwritten language. Take note, rural roads moving agriculture products also serves as evacuation corridors. Many have been substantially damaged from rockfall as well as flooding, that according to Sacramento County's emergency director. Card check could go digital. Governor Newsom signed AB 2183 last year, enabling a card check option for farm worker elections. The Agricultural Labor Relations Board, ALRB, plans to draft regulations this year to implement those provisions. Meanwhile, labor groups representing cannabis cultivation workers have asked the board to allow the use of electronic signatures on a labor organization's ballot card when filing a representation petition. A subcommittee took up the issue and recommended the board consider incorporating electronic signatures in the AB 2183 rulemaking. We want to be modern and accessible, said ALRB Chair Victoria Hasid in a board hearing. I think it makes sense. Commission changes course on county committees. USDA's Equity Commission has backed away from an earlier recommendation that USDA consider abolishing its county committees. Well, during a three-day meeting this week, the commission instead adopted some recommendations designed to increase minority representation on the committees, which help deliver farm programs at the local level. Gone is any suggestion that the committees be abolished. The commission is trying to improve the committee's, quote, function and their representation, according to Gary Madison, executive vice president of Young Beginning and Small Farmer Programs and Outreach at the Farm Credit Council. Madison, a member of the commission's agriculture subcommittee. For anybody who's listening, there's not a suggestion to eliminate the county committees. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rabo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.raboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Thompson plans foreign ownership hearing. 
The issue of foreign-owned farmland is getting growing attention from congressional Republicans reflecting concerns they've been hearing from constituents. House Agriculture Committee Chair Glenn Thompson says he wants to hold a hearing in the next couple of months once the Government Accountability Office finishes a report it's doing. After the issue started getting attention on cable news last year, Thompson asked the GAO to do its own analysis of data on foreign land acquisition and determine what impact they could have on food security. By the way... A bipartisan group of senators and House members have introduced companion versions of a bill that would bar China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea from buying U.S. farmland or agricultural businesses. The Promoting Agriculture Safeguards and Security Act, or PASS, also includes a provision to add the Agriculture Secretary as a standing member of the Committee on Foreign Investments in the United States, or CFAS. There is a separate standalone legislation to add USDA to CFAS. House Ag Launch waiting on Democrats. Representative Thompson, the chair of the Ag Committee, Yesterday, named House Ag six subcommittee chairs. Representative Austin Scott of Georgia will be the committee's vice chair and will also chair the subcommittee that oversees commodity programs and crop insurance. Thompson's waiting to formally start a committee business until Democrats fill three remaining seats. Those positions are expected to be filled by Democrats who need waivers to get on the Agriculture Committee while retaining other committee assignments. Now, looking ahead, the committee holds its first Farm Bill work with a listing session at World Ag Expo in Tulare, California, that for February 14th. Additional hearings will be scheduled after that. Republicans try to sink WOTUS rule. Republicans in the House and Senate have introduced a resolution to overturn the Biden administration's waters of the U.S. rule through the Con- Congressional Review Act. 48 senators and 152 House members signed on to separate resolutions of disapproval, which would have to clear both chambers before going to the White House, where they would likely be vetoed by President Biden. Then, in order to invalidate the rule, the House and Senate would have to override that veto with the two-thirds majorities. That won't happen, but WOTUS votes could put some Democrats on the spot. By the way... Indiana GOP Senator Mike Braun told reporters to expect Republicans to use the Congressional Review Act on additional issues. He's backing the WOTUS repeal effort and is pushing a separate resolution targeting new Securities and Exchange Commission regulations. I think it's going to be a tool that gets used more often simply due to the fact that we're in a peculiar place politically, he said. House Appropriator. FDA could do more. A senior Democrat of the House Appropriations Subcommittee that writes FDA's budget says she's welcoming Commissioner Robert Callis' proposed reforms to the agency's management of food programs. But Representative Shelley Pingree, the main Democrat, agreed that the agency may have to do more. I think it's very likely that we'll want to push this a little bit further, she said on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers. Newsmakers will be available later today at agripulse.com. Farmers, IPEF is good, but the U.S. needs traditional FTAs. 
The Umbrella Group Farmers for Free Trade brought in representatives of the U.S. dairy, meat, grain, and specialty crop sectors to Washington this week, meeting with lawmakers and their staff in the Senate and House, stressing the need for the U.S. to begin negotiating new tariff-lowering trade agreements. There is potential for the Biden administration's Indo-Pacific Economic Framework to help farmers in overseas markets, according to Farmers for Free Trade Executive Director Brian Keel. But he doesn't consider IPEF a free trade agreement. And he says his members need deals that do away with tariffs and advantage uh, that U.S. competitors. The 14-nation IPEF now being negotiated does not address tariff barriers and would not need congressional ratification. The visiting delegation scheduled to meet today with USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs, Alexis Taylor. Well, here's today's He Said It. Tort wars will continue indefinitely, year after year. That Cal Matters columnist Dan Walters on business groups battling California's private attorney general's pact, the PAGA, which has escalated to the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 3rd, brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.